Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Godfrey, Godfrey Tsenengamu, the founder for the Front for Economic Emancipation of Zimbabwe. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share. Let's get down to some work. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, my brother. Thank you, my brother. How are you? I am very well. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a great honor to be sitting with you, Godfrey. I've been watching you and fascinated by the fights that you've been having with, uh, with, with, with the elders in ZANU-PF. So, in uh, 2014, you got suspended by the Joyce Mujuru faction from ZANU-PF. In 2015, you got suspended by the G40 faction. In 2020, you got suspended and then expelled by Emerson Munangago faction. Why are you getting into all these problems with uh, the ZANU-PF colleagues? Okay, uh, th thank you so much, Mkoma uh, Treva, for this opportunity. Uh, I've been longing to be on this show. Oh, thank you. Uh, because uh, I've been following it for, for some time and I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Yeah, now coming back to, to your question as to why I've always been uh, at loggerheads with uh, the Madalas in, uh, in ZANU-PF. I think uh, basically, you know, I was a youth in the party. And youths naturally are not politicians. They are activists. Mm. They try to push boundaries. Youths are adventurous, and uh, you do certain things that uh, Madalas can't do. You say certain things that Madalas can't say, and sometimes you come up with these imaginations on certain things that uh, Madalas can't understand. And uh, about my 2014 uh, suspension by the Mujuru faction, they said uh, they were charging me with insubordination. Basically because I had uh, not gone to attend my Jurus rally in, uh, in Shamba, I had opted to go for a youth mobilization and empowerment uh, meeting in Guruve because I was a youth leader. So I said, why should I go and attend my Jurus rally with women when I'm a youth leader? So I, I just went to do my work. And they said, no, it was in subordination. So they called me for a... Um, for a discipline hearing, I went there, they could not have it, and uh, they suspended me uh, unprocedurally. That is what happened in, 20, in 2014. So that was for six months. Then, then uh, I so got we, back. Before you, you go, so my, uh, my Mujiru and them say you should have come to the rally rather than go to uh, the youth uh, um, uh, mobilization platform. Is that what they're saying? No, this is what they said was yeah. uh, was the case. Yeah. That as 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 a subordinate, I should have gone because she was a senior. But I said no. This was a women's program. Why should I, as a youth leader, 
be going with women. I'm doing my work as a youth leader. And they said, no, that's insubordination. But, well, this was just one of their reasons because they had been longing to suspend me. Why were they longing to suspend you? Because I was very open that I was not in support of my Mjurusi ah. uh, presidential ambitions. I told uh, the guys then that uh, I don't see my Mjuru uh, becoming uh, the president. And I gave them my reasons why I thought she was not going to make it. What to were those be... reasons, Godfrey? I, I, I had problems with her style of leadership. Uh, I would not want to hit someone who is already on the ground, but Absolutely. yeah, but I would want to say I had some issues with how she managed her leadership roles nationally and more so in the province where she was a senior member of the party. Okay, so, so I respect that. And then the, the, the G40 um, suspension and expulsion? Yeah, the G40 suspension came after uh, uh, the fall of Maimjuru in 2014. And uh, we, we worked together so let, let's, during that before, time. Before we go there, yeah. let, let's define in your understanding, who is the G40 at that particular moment? At that particular moment, it was uh, a team of uh, young leaders within ZANU-PF. Um, shall we name them? Sevia Kasukuere, yeah. uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Moyo. Moyo, Patrick Juau. Would look at uh, Walter Muzembe, though he was not really in there. In there, but you'd say, okay, as a young leader, maybe fits in there. So, so, so basically, those were some of uh, the leaders that we thought were Generation Foot members. And my understanding was that uh, this uh, term was coined by Professor Jonathan Moyo. So these were the guys who were opposed to the ascendance of uh, the then vice president, Munangagwa, to, to become president. So I was clear from uh, the time Maimjuru went down, say, I think the one who is going to be president is Emerson Munangagwa. And it was a taboo then to say that. And more so when I was coming from Mashonal and Central, there was a lot of um, uh, tribal fights that were going on within ZANU-PF the Mazuru versus the Karangas. So naturally, I was expected to be siding with the Zezurus. Because you're Zezuru yourself. And I, I'm not a Zezuru myself. So I come from the Kore Kore. Okay. But, but for me, when I'm looking at Tium Koma I don't see Ndevele because Ndevele is a language. I mustn't discriminate against you on the basis of your language. Why should we say this one is Kore Kore, this one is Manika, because of what they speak. If, if you have not spoken a word, no one can be able to say uh, to, uh, from which tribe do you come from. Mm. So, so when I was looking at Emerson Munangagwa, I was not seeing a Karanga. I was seeing somebody with the potential of becoming a national leader. Mm. So, so I didn't subscribe to the, uh, this notion of uh, tribal supremacy as it was happening in, in, in ZANU-PF. So I got myself um, suspended because I had uh, used the church platform because by then I was going to Joan Masowe to bring Mnangagwa into Mashonal and Central Province. And by then the provincial gurus had said Mnangagwa would not come into my central. And I said, okay, fine, I may use chair. So how do I go about it? So we had to use the church platform to bring him to, to Gora, to the late uh, Wimbo. Mm -hmm. 
That was in 2015. So from then I got suspended. Uh, within a week or so, I got expelled. And after my suspension, that's when I had my first press conference uh, where, where, where I spoke strongly against uh, the G40 machinations then is was being funded by former first lady my Grace Mugabe after her Mazowe rally. So I spoke strongly and this didn't go down well with the leadership. And then they decided to suspend me without reining me before a disciplinary committee and without also taking me uh, through the necessary procedures. And they also then expelled me from, from ZANPF. That was around October 2015. Mm. Help us understand why you decided to be different from the G40. Um, who were side, Who were they siding with? Um, the first lady, was it? Why did you rather, let me rephrase it, and why did you think that Emerson Mnangagwa ought to be the one that you should be supporting? Why? I, I had, it, it wasn't something personal. I had no personal problems with my brothers and sisters in G40. In, in G40. Uh, we had, uh, fine, like in any family setup, you not always agree on, on, on everything. But uh, for me, I thought uh, Munangagwa deserved to be given a chance to, to prove uh, that he can, he, because he was saying he can be a better leader. So I thought that maybe he deserved to be given uh, that chance. And I was looking at him as somebody who was very loyal for some time to President Mugabe. And I thought that he had learned a number of things from how uh, President Mugabe did his things, what he did right and what he did wrong. And I thought that maybe he was going to be the bridge between the Madalas and the young people and come in as a transitional leader. Because I thought that uh, if President Mugabe was going to step down and ED comes in, after President Mnangagwa, I had two options mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And those two options were Sevia Kasukwere or Wota Mzembe. Mm -hmm. And I was very clear even with Sevia Kasukwere. I told him that I think you just have to support this Mdara. Let him come in. Maybe for a time. You have your time. You still have edge on your side. What was uh, Sevia Kasukwere's pushback on that? No, he had his own, he had his own views. Obviously, he would say, no, we are supporting President Mugabe. We don't want this. We don't want that. But I told him, I said, no, look, bro. We cannot continue to pretend. President mm -hmm. Mugabe can no longer pull. He, he deserves to be given a rest. Mm -hmm. He must rest. He has done his, his part. We can't afford to have him stand as a presidential candidate in, 20, in 2018. But these guys were saying, no, he has to stand. So, so I then said, oh, okay, fine. Was, was that a genuine um, campaign to say President Mugabe is going to stand? Or there was something else behind that? What, what is the reading of that? Yeah, from, from my reading, uh, these, uh, these comrades were not sincere with each other. President Mugabe wanted Sidin uh, Sekamai uh, to take over. Uh, but at some point, he would say uh, to Tyson, uh, you are my, my Obama, you can be a good leader. That was President Mugabe. That is why how he would always handle his, uh, his people within the party, the factional groupings, how he'd manage... Uh, those people he would see like being ambitious. Uh, but then also there was another clique which mm -hmm. wanted uh, Mai Mugabe to take over as a weaker candidate so that maybe at some point they would also deal with her 
and get her out of um, out of the way. But what I knew was um, even my my my, my brother Sylvia Gasukwere, he had these ambitions, and I think he had the right to have such ambitions. Why would someone get involved in politics if you don't have ambitions? So 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 this is what uh, I was getting out of it. So so rallying behind President Mugabe. Uh, when there were issues between Lacoste and G4, it was basically a way of uh, trying to uh, elbow out Emerson Mnangagwa uh, so that maybe these comrades may bring in some but weaker whom they can deal with at a convenient, um, at a convenient time. So you then get your, your, your preferred candidate, Emerson Mnangagwa, comes in. You have smuggled him into Marshall and Central, is it? Marshall and yeah, Marshall and Central. And to using the church. So he comes in, but you then get into trouble with him. What, what, what happens there? Why do you then get um, in 2020 suspended and then expelled? Uh, I think uh, I realized that uh, the Emerson Mnangagwa that we uh, fought for to be the president and the one who came in are two different people. Wow. Yeah. So, so you and I were fooled because I am one of those people who stood up when after the coup and said, let's give Emerson Mnangagwa a chance. Because I was convinced that this man had sat next to Robert Mugabe and had seen all the mistakes that Robert Mugabe had done and that he would come in and correct those mistakes, particularly Kukuraundi. And I, I concede now, I was absolutely fooled. So you were fooled like me. Yeah, I, I think I would say... Uh is because uh, you and me, I say, we are not politicians. Oh, terrible. Including myself, I'm not. You're not a politician. I'm not a, poli a politician. So you and I are not politicians. We got fooled? We, we, we are genuine. Politicians are not genuine. Ah. Politicians are fake. Politicians are deceitful. Mm -hmm. they, they are cunning. They are good schemers. They make you believe that uh, this blue is red. And then they will convince you to say it's red. And then they go on. And, and they go on. They yeah, yeah. They play games. For them, it's a game. They play with people's minds. They play with people's emotions. And, they and, play and, with people's lives. Exactly. So, so, so for, for me, I then realized that uh, the, the, the ED that uh, I was vouching for pre-November 2017, the one who got into office, are two different people. Uh, I thought that uh, he had an opportunity to get everything and all that he wanted in his life from 1980 when he was minister up to 20, 2017. I thought he was sincere about building his legacy, cleaning his name around the Gukurahund menace, dealing with corruption. Remember the likes of Philip Chiangwa and Isa Umfumi were against him because they thought he was going to be tough regarding corruption, but we then realized that no, no, no. In fact, he is one corrupt uh, guy. Uh, he surrounded himself with uh, uh, corrupt people, people who can't uh, tell him the truth, uh, bootlickers, people, opportunists, people who are always there for personal gain, people who don't have principles. So, so... I thought that he was going to uh, correct what President Mugabe did wrong because he was with President Mugabe for more than 50 years. That's what we were told. 
and 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 from our engagements with him pre November 2017 he would appear like he's someone who is sincere and 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 when he got into power i expected that he was going to keep his word he was going to do as we had been discussing before he got into power you, you so you sat down and discussed some of these issues with him no i would i would go to see him oh. would go and i would go to see him though privately though mm -hmm. at, at, at the time and i and i would tell him the the problem that we were facing and how we thought these issues had to be resolved and he would agree just like we are seated here having that heart to heart conversation, conversation and say okay this has to be corrected in this manner and everything and 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 i thought he was going to just do that and and when i realized that this was not happening at first i thought that those who were around him were the problem but i said no we are going into the same trap uh, or same scenario like we did with president mugabe when we thought that president mugabe was okay only those who were surrounding him were the problem but i said no these people who are surrounding ED didn't come from heaven. He appointed them. He is comfortable working with them. And he is pushing through his agenda and whatever that he seeks to do through them. So we can't be seen pointing fingers at those that are around him and say he is not, he is not guilty of what these other comrades are doing because he is the appointing authority. Mm. Whatever these people are doing, they are doing those things with his blessings. Mm. So, so... I, I then came out and, and uh, exposed so, corruption uh, so with uh, Matutu. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you there so that we take a, good, a, a, a break. We're going to be back. Um, please don't go away. When we come back, I'm going to ask Godfrey, what was his point of departure with uh, um, President Emerson Mnangagwa? So don't go away. See you on the other side. We are going to pay a price either for fighting the blood-sucking cartels or for smiling at them. to my conversation with uh, Godfrey Tsenengamu, who is the founder of the Front for the Economic Emancipation of Zimbabwe, a man who's been kicked out of ZANU-PF a number of times. So when we took that break, uh, Godfrey, I was going to ask you, what was your point of departure? When did you then realize, no, this is not the Mnangagwa that I supported. He's different and I need to do something. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so so I, I met President Munangagwa at the ZANU-PF HQ when uh, he was about to go to, to Davos for the first time. After he came into office, I had not gone to see him. So he stopped uh, at the foyer of the ZANU-PF HQ and said, Oh, Godfrey, why have you not come to my office? And I said, No, Your Excellency, I have no business in your, in your office. All we wanted is for you to come in and, and work. So I think we need to give you an opportunity to work. And then he instructed his, uh, his PA to say, give Godfrey a date so that he comes to the office. So I went to see him at his office and said, no, what are your issues? I said, no, Comrade President, uh, like we have always been discussing, uh, what we have been discussing is what we are just looking up to. Say these are the things that uh, uh, you have to, to do for the people. 
uh, and 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 uh, improve from where President Mugabe left. So he then uh, said, "You are free to come to my office any day, any time. If if you want to have a discussion with me on anything, I said no. That's okay. Thank you, Excellency, for the opportunity. So we parted. So from that day, I would always go to his office. Okay. Uh, give him raw information. I, I would not even sieve the information. I would tell him as it is. At one point, I raised to him uh, uh, issues to do with uh, tribalism in the party. I said, Comrade uh, President, uh, people are complaining that uh, your leadership is dominated by the Karangas. He got and settled in his chair and said, what? I said, you know, this is what the people are saying. Okay, let me, let me count for you. Mm -hmm. Then I started counting those who were in the Politburo then as, uh, as Politburo members, those who were from Mashingo and Midlands. I said, the people are saying Midlands and Mashingo have, uh, are oversubscribed in the Politburo. We, we, we can't talk of you. Let's maybe we'll ta start talking about the national chair. And he said, no, the national chair comes from Manikal. And I said, no, the people from Manikal says she comes from, from Mashingo. Her father moved to Manikaland as an agriculture station worker. So the national chair comes from, from Mashingo. Where's the national chair then? Mchinguri. Mchinguri. Opa. Mm -hmm. Opa. So he was listening. I said, okay, from, from national chair, the next one from the two provinces is uh, the national political commissar. By then it was Rugeje. From Rugeje we go to external relations, that's Mbengegui. From external relations, we go to security, that's Matuke. From Matuke, we go to uh, transport and welfare, that's July Moyo. From July Moyo, we go to legal affairs, that's Po Mangwana. From Po Mangwana, we go to production and labor, that's Josiah Hungwe. From Josiah Hungwe, we go to youth affairs, that's Pupreto Garepi. And his deputy is uh, Louis Matutu. Secretary for War Veterans is Victor Matemadanda. We have SBMO in the Politburo. We have Titsim Zenda. We have, uh, so I counted all of them. They came up to around 12 or so from the two provinces. And he said, ah, but I didn't look at it this way. I said, no, this is what the people are saying. So you have to, to deal with these issues, Comrade President, because we don't want, some of us stood against the Mazezuru and Kongarebo uh, thing, and we can't stay to see a uh, Karanga and Kongarebo thing. So, 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 this is what is happening, Your Excellency. Like, from the province where I come from, there is no one in the Politburo. And he says, no, uh, there is uh, parents in Shira. I said, no, parents city, just a farmer. He's farming in our province, but he comes from Mashist. The there is no representation. I said, oh, okay, by the way, I had kept one position for, for Mashonal and Central. I would, I would uh, give someone from Mashonal and Central and... and that position was sector for gender and culture. So this, this conversation, is it the two of you? Just you No, the him. two of us. Wow. It was the two of us. <laughs> it was the two of us. B because I would always think that uh, I needed to tell him certain things that uh, these people mm. didn't tell him because mm. they were after positions, they were after favors, and I didn't want anything from him. So I thought that uh, in order to help him to be a good leader, we have to give him uh, correct information about what people are saying and so what's what happening on the response? ground. What is his response? He to just all said, that? "No, I'm going to look at it. I'll, I'll, I'll give Mashonaland Central another another slot." But 
I then met one guy who says to me, what did you say to the president? I said, what? He said, no, you, you went to confront him about uh, uh, tribalism, the dominance of man, Midlands and Mashingo. I said, no, I have no problems with Midlands and Mashingo. But I was just telling him what the people are saying and what people are feeling about his leadership and, and how everything is turning out. So he said, no, he was not happy about that. I said, oh, I didn't know. But well, I, 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 yes, I agree that I told him that. So we had a problem with that. He was not happy about mm. it. I also went to him at some other point and said, no, look, Comrade President, can you bring back the G40s? And he said, why? I said, no, these are ZANPF people. Our only disagreement was about who is supposed to succeed President Mugabe. And that's a done deal. Mm. You are the president. Mm -hmm. You mustn't punish loyal people. These people were loyal to President Mugabe. So you Mugabe. told him that to I his told face. him to his face. Mm -hmm. I told him, no, you have to bring these guys and back. And what, what was his response? He said, no, I, ca I cannot uh, bring them back. Why? They, they are fighting me. And I said, no, why, why do you think they mustn't fight you? Because when you were expelled, you also had to organize your way back into the party. And these people, they have their families back here. Their businesses are here. They invested a lot in this party and in their political careers. Why do you think that for all the time that you are going to be president, they are going to be out there? Why should you punish them for being loyal to President Mugabe? Would you also want those who are loyal to you to be punished when you are gone? Hmm. Because for me, you are setting a wrong precedence. You must bring them back. Bring Walter Mzembe here, Sevia Kasukwere, Joao, Jonathan Mwen, say, you guys, you small boys, we wanted to teach you a lesson. You were very ambitious. Uh, I, will, I will give you errands. Iwe enda unofuzambuzi, iwe fuza zora uku, iwe dini, iwe dai, offer a drink and say, come back and you work together. Why should you have problems with that? And, and he refused. And he refused. Yeah. And, and, and you could read from his face that I had said something that he was not ready for. Wow. So you've, you've, you've made him unhappy with you by talking about tribalism one, by talking about the G40. Exactly. Uh, what other issue? Made, made your relationship and his and him uh, go sour. The, the other time I went to him uh, to, to raise uh, issues around uh, uh, his children, how they were moving around, uh, stories, we're hearing stories about them taking uh, mining claims from this poor guy, from that poor guy, from this area and that area. And I said to him, no, look, Comrade President, I'm your political commissar of the Youth League. And when I'm going out there, my duty is to mobilize, recruit, and organize for the party. We are going out there to mobilize people to support you. And, and what your children are doing is making my job very difficult as a commissar. Because I'm not going to be able to mobilize people who are disgruntled. And the next day, I, I got a call. I, I will not mention who called me, but from the family, saying, what are... Uh, well, from, who, from the Nangago family. From the Nangago family. They say, whom do you think you are? I said, no, I'm, I'm a commissar. Why can't you mention the name? I mean... No, I, I, I don't want to, like, personalize. Okay, because some of fine. them are not politicians. Okay, so they, I, they, I think I, 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 I'm comfortable talking about President Nangago because he's a politician. And, and, and we, I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Mm, so you get a call? Yeah. So I said, no, look. Uh, you, you, you are making my job very difficult as a commissar because you are using uh, President Munanga Gwasne.
in whatever that you are doing. And, and he is the man who is in front of us as our leader, who will go to the people and mobilize people to, to support him. And it won't be easy for us to do that because people are disgruntled with the way you, you are conducting your, yourselves. So, so whatever that you think, I don't care. But I told President Munangagwa about what you guys are doing, doing and you have to stop it. And he said, okay, uh, continue, we'll see who will win. And I said, no, I, I don't care. If you think that being a commissar is a favor for me, I will resign. And the following day, I wrote a letter saying, no, I'm resigning from my position as a, as a youth commissar. That was around 2019, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, thereabout. I, I, I said I was going to, to resign. And I said, I'm now 36. I can't continue being in the youth league because youth ends at 35. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm go going out. Then I received a call from the president's office. I say, the president wants to see you. I went back to see him and said, no, why? What is that, this that I'm hearing that you want to resign? I said, yes, I want to resign. I cannot operate in this, in this environment. Because we, when we raise these issues, we are raising them because we are concerned mm -hmm. about the effects of what is happening on the ground. Then the other issue was about uh, the compensation of former white commercial farmers. I was very clear I was not in support okay. of it because I thought that our, our parents, the thousands of Zimbabweans who perished at Nyadzonia, Chimoyo, Tembo, Gondola, Mkusha and all over, paid for all of that. I said there is no reason whatsoever to pay for, for compensation. They said there is a clause in the constitution. I said no. Our point uh, as ZANU-PF when we got into the, the COPAC thing, uh, we said let's have this, this clause for, a, uh, for compensation. But once we get two-thirds, we are going to amend. And we now have two-thirds. Mm -hmm. Why can't we amend? Mm -hmm. Why should we be seen giving billions of dollars to those people who deprived us of, of our land, who took our land, our livestock, benefited from forced labor, took our minerals for more than 100 years? We are the victims. We are supposed to be compensated. So I stood by that and it was not, it didn't go well with the leadership to a point that uh, I was also summoned to, to, to go to, to, to Munumtapa. I went there and I explained to myself, I said, no, this is the position of the party as far as I know. Unless it has changed. Change. Then I was told to go and see uh, the then Vice President um, uh, Muhadi. Because I was, I had also gone to Manikal and where I told young people to say, you, st you are still waiting for, for the leadership to, to resettle you. You are not serious. Because land won't be given to you. You have to take it. Mm. Because these guys are, are sitting pretty good they are the ones in, in ownership of multiple farms. They have everything that they want. And you, are, you have nothing to your names. So they had gone to, to bombard or to occupy another farm of, of a certain white guy who is a friend to, to Vice President Mohadi. Um, so, so, so they decided to, to, to warn me for inciting young people to, 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 to get into farms. Into farms. So, so we had also problems with that. And I also had problems with them on two other issues. The other one was with the indigenization. I said, why are we giving uh, away our minerals to foreigners, to non-Zimbabweans, to non-Africans? We have given them tax holidays. Uh, why are we doing this? 
lithium, gold, platinum, the Chinese, everything. The Chinese, the Chinese mm. they're taking everything. There is nothing to show for the diamonds, for the gold, for the platinum, for the lithium and everything. Why are we doing this? And, and why have you allowed um, Minister Mutuli to, to scrape indigenization totally? What's there for us? Because we have uh, people who are getting filthy rich by exploiting resources from poor communities, communities that cannot afford to build a single whole toilet. And you are telling us that uh, they will uh, give back to the community through community uh, social responsibility. We are not supposed to be begging. We can't continue to be a charity case. We must be in control and ownership of our resources. And this didn't go down well so with what, the what leadership. So what was the, what was the um, culmination of that? Did, did, did you get um, fired? What, what happened? Did, how did you then leave ZANU-PF? It, it was after then we... I was now coming to the issue concerning corruption. Mm. Be because I also went to him and said, no, Comrade President, l look at how... You went to talk to him I about went to talk to him, yeah, about corruption. Again, on a one-on-one. On, on a one-on-one. I went to see him because he had given me uh, the permission to go and see him and, and raise issues with him. And I was very comfortable. And your capacity at that time, just remind us, uh, what, what, your what was I your was position? I was a national political commissar of the youth. Okay. I was a national political commissioner. So of you're the status exactly, the and 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 the central committee uh, member. member, and also because I had been in the trenches for, for him, so th there was this uh, special relationship, special relationship with, with with him. So I didn't want to use that relationship for my personal benefit because I thought that those who pushed me or those who elected me to be their national political commissar, did so because they thought I would represent them. Mm. So, so I would always go there and raise issues that I thought had an impact mm. on the lives of others. Um, so of the corruption others. issue, how do you raise it? What, what, were you, what did you say to him? No, I, I, I said, no, look, comrade president, look at how these comrades are going to RBZ, get the money one is to one from RBZ, take it to the streets, in, when in fact they would have promised to go and buy fuel so like they take five million from arabizet they take three million in the streets two million to buy fuel fuel is in short supply rates uh, are going up there is a shortage in terms of uh, of goods uh, inflation is, is galloping and everything so i raised this issue to him what does he say he said no i i, I think that's the role that's your role as as youths you have to deal with this. What do you want me to do? I said, oh, okay, President, thank you for, for that. So we are going to deal with it. If, if you follow my, my, my Facebook, from 2019, I was very clear that uh, we cannot allow the political journals to sink the ship. So we have to throw them out of the ship so that the sink, the ship doesn't sink. And I thought that uh, the President was, was in support from the agreement from the discussion that we had so 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 we we went on but i knew that these guys were going to resist because they had sponsored the party mm. including the vehicle that i was driving they had bought it the salary that i was getting are, was you, are you able to tell us who these guys are yes the likes of kuda okay yeah so kuda tagwire kuda tagwire 
they he, he bought the car that you you were driving. He, he, he bought uh, the car. These are the guys that are going to buy fuel and doing exactly stuff with uh, the fuel. With fuel, getting cash from from RBZ, uh, burning it, then putting into the party accounts. Then we get paid. My salary was very good by then. I could afford to pay two or three doctors by merely being a political commissar. Wow. Because I was a political commissar. But I then said to myself, no, look, I am the one who is at the table at the expense of the rest of the members of my family, of all the members of my clan, my sawiras, my brothers, my sisters, all of them when they have challenges, they are coming back to me and said, we have a funeral, can you assist? They would all come to me. And I said, no, okay, fine. I'm in this position today. And I'm not going to be here forever. Power is temporary. And I'm enjoying at the expense of the rest of the people. Even the young people who elected me to be where I am, they are suffering. So, so I, I then, if you look at my post on the 31st of January, I said, we are going to pay a price either for fighting the blood-sucking cartels or for smiling at them. I choose to fight. That's what I posted. The so day, how, how did you fight? Is this the press conference that you called to talk yeah, about Yeah, then corruption? we called for the press conference yeah. that we held with uh, Luis Matuto. Because we had initially had another one at the ZANPF HQ where the leadership promised to look into the matters that we had raised. They constituted a commission of inquiry which suffered a stillbirth. To this day, it has never set. So we then said, okay, fine. So how do we deal with this? We cannot continue to use the party platform. So we have to do this. As, as, as individual members. That's why we moved from the party HQ to, to the media center. And, the and once conference. we did, uh, then we attacked Kuda, we attacked Tafazom Sarara, we had also accessed millions of US dollars to bring in grain, to bring in wheat, and they were playing games with this uh, grain, taking it to DRC and everything. But before that, Musarara had also given me a ton of millimil to take to Mount Darwin Hospital, where I come from. But when I came from there, that's when I realized that, uh, in fact, he had been given money to bring in grain, to bring in wheat and other cereals. And, and I said, okay, so it could be part of this money that he then gave me a ton to go and donate. Mm. And I said to him, what's this yeah. that I'm hearing? <laughs> He said, no, but I said, no, no, this is not right. Wow. Even though you gave me millimil to go and make a donation at Mount Darwin Hospital, we cannot do that exp the expense of the rest of the people. So what then they did is they went to Mount Darwin Hospital, tried to see if I had taken even a single bag from, from the one turn, and they discovered that I had taken everything to the hospital because they wanted to find somewhere where they could uh, corner me. And, and, and we, we also attacked uh, Billy Rottenberg. And this didn't go down well with the rest of the leadership because these Including people... Including President Mnangagwa. No, they were not happy about it. Mm. They were not happy about it because all the guys, as much as they are divided in ZANU-PF, they agreed unanimously to get me expelled out of the party. But before they got me expelled, they suspended me and said, no, you must go to Chitepo School of Ideology uh, for reorientation. And you refused to go to the Chitepo School. For me, it was an insult. Because shall, as a shall commissar, we, we park it there. Um, okay. You refuse to go to the Chitepo School of Ideological Reorientation. Sure. We'll come back and tell people why you decided to, not to go 
for ideological reorientation. Please join us on the other side. Ideologically, ZANU-PF is now a pale shadow of its former self. Imagine getting free access to the Newsday, the Standard, the Zimbabwe Independent, and the Weekly Digest for a full month. Well, you can, and all you need to do is download the Newsday e-reader app on Google Play Store or scan the Newsday QR code in any of the AMH print publications and start enjoying the quality content. Welcome back to our conversation with uh, Godfrey Tsenangamu, the founder of uh, the Front for the Economic Liberation of uh, Zimbabwe. Um, so, your comrades decide, Warasa Gwarayu, sure. you need to be panel beaten. Uh, uh, by being sent to the Ch Chitepo Ideological College, and you refuse. Why? I took it as an insult. As a world commissar, my duty be, was to mobilize, organize, and recruit. I was also a teacher, an ideological teacher in the party. So it's like someone you are in, in grade, you are in form four, and they say you have to go back to to preschool and be. A, a preschool student, I said, no. If well, I'm to go to Chitepo, mm. I'll go as a lecturer. Because instead, <laughs> it is you, Madalas, who mm. have lost a uh, part ideology. Mm. You are now capitalist, you are no longer socialist, you are no longer pro-poor, you are no longer pushing things for the masses, it's all about you. You're, so instead, you are thieves, actually. You, exactly. You are the ones who are corrupt, you are defending the corrupt, and, and you want someone who has said, mm. let's shun corruption to be reoriented. So, what isn't, sort isn't, of isn't it fascinating? Uh, for me, I find it fascinating that you are supporting the land reform. You are saying no to corruption. You are saying uh, no to taking bribes and that kind of stuff. And and you are the person that they are saying should go to the ideological school of ideological realignment. But you seem to be standing for what the party is supposed to be doing. Ideologically, ZANU PF is now a pale shadow of its former self. It's no longer a socialist party. The whole leadership has gone capitalist. The whole party has been hijacked. So, so I, I don't mind. I don't think the people out there mind about them being capitalist. But it's the stealing. It's the corruption. No, when you're a capitalist, you are really into exploiting others. Yeah, but, but which leads you to also want to take everything for yourself. Sure. All the opportunities for yourself. You don't care about the rest of the people. You care about you making profits at the expense of everyone else. I can, so, I can, I, I hear what you're saying, um, Godfrey, and may, maybe this is where we will have a, a, a disagreement. And for me, is if you're a capitalist playing the, by, by the rules, that's fine. A man who's corrupt, who's taking things and using state assets and so forth to enrich themselves, so there's a difference between a capitalist and a corrupt person, isn't it? No, there is a thin line which divides a corrupt person and, and, a, and a capitalist. These, we, we are attacking them because they are using state resources. Yeah. But also capitalists do that. Maybe not in the eyes of, of the public, but they also exploit resources that are supposed to be used by other people for the benefit of the rest of the people, for their personal, for their personal benefit. Mm. But these ones are... are, are 
For, for me, I said the party is supposed to be a socialist party. Okay. And, and you have deviated from I that. See. So what ideology but do you want to But they punish you for me? that. Yeah. They would punish me for, mm. for, for doing just the, that. The, let's move uh, quickly, if we may. So you participate in um, the, the, the 31st February movement against corruption, uh, championed by Jacob Ngarivume, who is in prison now. Sure. Um, Jacob has been sentenced for three, to three years in prison for fighting against corruption. As far as the state is concerned, they saw that protest as incitement. But it appears to me we have forgotten about Jacob. We are, our life is getting on as if nothing has happened. And yet Jacob was championing the stuff that you stand for, is rotting in prison. What's, what's your pushback on that? I, I would agree with you that uh, to a very large extent as a people, we, we, we have become too selfish. We, we, we don't um, appreciate what other people do for our sake. If you look at uh, Jacob's, Jacob, Jacob's if you look Sikala, at Job Scala, like we've rightly said, our lives are going on as usual, as if nothing happened. Uh, Zimbabweans are too quick to conform, even to wrong things. And also the state has invested heavily in, in fear, making that people are afraid of, of wanting to stand. So, so when they target those who are outspoken, those who come out, they will, they will be doing that in order to teach others a lesson, that if you try this, mm. then this is how it's going to end with you. But the unfortunate thing for us is, uh, uh, maybe what I can say is that uh, the people are ready. The general people are, are ready. Are they ready? I, I can say that. Why are the people right now not on the streets to say, Jacob Ngarevume must be released? Why are the people not on the streets to say, Job Sikala must be released? Do they need to be incentivized to do that? You say they are ready. I don't see them ready. No, the, the people are ready. What is lacking is leadership. The leadership, uh, when I'm talking about leadership, people may say you are also part of that leadership. But I'll be very frank. I don't command a huge following. I have to be frank with myself sure. and say, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. There are those who command millions of people mm -hmm. who so when, have that when capacity. You, when you're saying the leadership, who are you referring to in this instance? You, the you leadership of the main opposition. Okay. Yeah. The leadership of the main opposition. These are the people who we have always been saying, we'll give a signal, we'll give a signal, we'll give a signal. And people have been waiting for this signal. And they know that they have the power uh, that if they were to say anything word, the people who, who, who react. Why are uh, they not doing that? If the people are ready, if the, they've got the support of the people, why are they not giving the sign? Why are they not giving the signal for the people to act? I think uh, I have a number of reasons, but I would not want to be seen like uh, I'm attacking a fellow uh, opposition leader. But one of the reasons, uh, the lighter reasons, is maybe they are also afraid. Okay. Of, uh, of uh, the repercussions, though I might be aware of, of certain other dynamics about everything, but I think they are equally afraid and not ready to, to take the risk. But Shea, what I think take, is... Take us into a bit of the dynamics. 
which is why we have these conversations. A bit of the dynamics. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? Why? There's fear, but share with us a bit of the dynamics. Was I can't understand why a fellow activist, a member of your party, is in prison and you don't do anything about it. All you do is talk. Why have we not seen Nelson Chamisa go onto the streets and say to the people who are ready, come and join me, let's protest? Yeah, I think uh, as much as far as I know, there are also some political disagreements within uh, the main opposition. And uh, when, when somebody looks at you uh, and is not comfortable with your way of, of, of doing things, uh, sometimes when something happens to you, it may be good riddance <laughs> because you are, you are a problem child in one way or the other. And I don't think that uh, the leadership of the main opposition is really serious with wanting to get a read of the regime in Harare. Really? That's I, that I can why say. Why do you say that? Uh, why I would say that is uh, we have uh, three or four months before we go to an election. Uh, there is nothing to show that we are really going to an election. There have been uh, these stories making rounds that uh, there have been some pacts of some sort on tribal, on tribal the, the grounds. The Karanga Pact between Nangago and Emma, uh, Nelson Chamis? That's what people say. Mm -hmm. Including those who are within the, the, the main opposition, but to say we, we, this is what is happening, that uh, they have to allow EED to get his two terms. But that doesn't have to be done openly. Uh, but unfortunately, Chief Charumbira exposed it unwittingly at, at Mafume, at the funeral of Mafume's mother. Mm -hmm. we, we knew about this for some time, but we never thought that Charumbira was going to say it publicly. And, and if you are going to be objective and look at everything, mm. you would uh, really say, no, these guys are, are saying the truth about what is happening within their part. This is not something that I've manufactured as an engamu from fees, but this is what you are getting from those people who are within to say, this whole drama that is happening is, is, is meant to make sure that Munangagwa gets a second, second term. term. Because there was an arrangement that was done which, which uh, uh, involved uh, Charumbira, Wanu uh, Taunashe, and, and uh, who is this one? This other. And, and, and Mtendi. They went to convince the leadership of uh, the main opposition to say, we have been uh, under the Zezuru uh, dominance for 37 years. Why would you want to get one of your own out of the office after they had just been there for five years? Why can't you allow him 10 years? Then you have your time. You come in. We all support you and, and you do all this thing. So at first I was, I was doubtful about it until Charumbira came out and said, eh, we had the Zezurus for 37 years, blah, blah, blah. Eh, you are brothers, things like that and everything. I said, oh, okay. So those guys from this side who were saying this is what is happening were really saying the truth. So the people 
are really, you see, they can't wait to have change, the general people. And they are so hopeful that their leadership is also oh, with them. They believe that the leadership is sincere. And like, as I'm but saying... But they're being fooled like you and I. Yeah, like, like, as I'm saying it now, if you check in the comment section, those from that side would be pulling me like nobody's business, saying you have been sent by ZANU-PF to divide votes to do this. How can the opposition be pushing for electoral reforms three, four months before an election? If people were really serious about all this, these people were in parliament from 2018. They know that an election is not an event, it's a process. And what have they been doing about it? Mm. To be posting today on Twitter that we, we have not slept, we are pushing this. Why has it become an emergency to have this, uh, uh, this legislation passed through parliament you when you have been there for five years? Do you think the election is going to be free and fair? Politics has never been free and fair. Okay. Yeah. It has never been free and fair. Go anywhere you want. Mm. There so will never be free so, and fair so, elections. So, uh, Godfrey, you're saying you're not a politician. You're an activist. You've started um, the, uh, the, this, this platform, which is uh, the Front for the Economic Emancipation of, of Zimbabwe. Talk to me about what you want to achieve with this platform. Yeah, like why I say I'm not a politician, because there are certain things that I do that are not supposed to be done by a politician. If you are to become a, a successful or good policy. There are certain, you mustn't do mm -hmm. certain things you mustn't say. Mm -hmm. But I find myself saying all those things and <laughs> getting this one's path and this because I believe in saying the truth. Yeah. So so I, I always get myself into but trouble I, but with politicians. But I've a bit of a diplomat in you. You've, there's a, a couple of issues that you've skated around. But anyway, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So 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 we, we started the Front for Economic Emancipation in Zimbabwe, and uh, we announced about it on the 31st of. Uh, August 2021, then we launched it on the 6th of November 2021 uh, as a political and economic movement to fight for the economic emancipation of the indigenous masses of Zimbabwe so that people have equal and unhindered access to national resources and, and opportunity. That is basically the reason of uh, coming up with fees. But we realize that uh, may, may, what we find ourselves in is a manifestation of a leadership in the political crisis. Mm. So we then thought that maybe we need to, to also go political. But I will tell you that uh, for now, Zimbabweans are not ready to listen to ideas. Mm. Yeah. They are ready to follow a party of their choice or a leader of their choice, no matter what they stand for, whether they are pushing for something or nothing. But if they say we are for Trevor, they'll follow you even mm. when you're not doing anything tangible. What, what do you think about that? I, I, I think uh, it's all coming from the political and, and governance systems that we adopted. Mm. If, if Zimbabwe or any other country, especially in Africa, is to, pro, to progress, I think we must do away with uh, party-based politics. We must do away with that. What, what should we have in fa instead? We must have a non no party democracy where you stand, Mukoma uh, Trevor, as an individual. Mm -hmm. You articulate the issues that you, you stand for. Mm -hmm. People are able to criticize you. People are, you because when, when you are in a party, you, you enjoy this support and this backing even when you are wrong. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm writing so, something about, uh, about that to say we must change our system of 
of governance. Okay. Yeah, parties have done us a lot of harm than than good. So people have surrendered their brains to political parties, mm. and they surrendered their freedoms and their thinking to political leaders and parties to say, think for us, do everything for us, even. If, if you are not pushing for anything meaningful, for as long as we belong to ZANU-PF, it's okay. Mm. And leaders have taken advantage of that. Let, let me take you to another another point now. Xavier Kasuguere, good brother of mine, who I, I call Tyson, um, was on the show and asked him about the issue of uh, violence. And indeed he said that uh, he's, he's a changed person. I was part of them. And they said, you didn't do this. I said, yes, we did it. But I now have learned, I now have seen it's a Damascus moment. You have to go through it to know it. Absolutely. So you, you are saying to, to the viewers that uh, being outside and the introspection has changed you. Is that what you're saying? It has added another process in my mind. I did not know. I did not understand it. And now I do. Now I do. They will accuse and say, you were part of them. Yes, I was. Why did you allow this to happen? Well, ignorance is not defense. I go to, to a court where you are. You said, um, and I caught the Savior Kasukuere who was in ZANU-PF since 2000 and the one we are talking about right now are different. If you engage him and talk to him, you will praise God. What he has gone through has transformed him totally. And I ask you the question, do you think Saviour has repented and acknowledged the problems that you are owning up to? Point number one. Point number two, do you think Saviour has capacity to be the president of this country? Yeah, what I would want to say about um, Kasukwere is... Uh, when he was a leader, we had our own uh, issues. We had uh, our own disagreements on a number of uh, issues. But for me, I'm, I'm one person who doesn't uh, keep grudges. If we disagree today, it's over. Then, then tomorrow we are able to engage on a separate matter or even revisit uh, the issues that uh, caused us to, to maybe to, to part in, in our ways. Uh, like I read, I said, it's true. Uh, at some point, you see, was one person who didn't have the experience of being out of power with everyone being against you, all the state machinery being against you. And that person was uh, very difficult to engage with because he was in power. And now he's out there, vulnerable, exposed to everything and anything, pushed left, right, and center. And um, I think if he was going to be a president without going through that process, he was going to be tough in terms of in engaging with him or making him understand certain issues. How I, 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 I relate with people is because of what I went through from th uh, during my time of upbringing as a as, as, a, as a child, and that, that's what molded me into the person I am. And when you talk to Savior now, uh, you what he say to you, the way he engages his ideas and everything, I think he's went through 
some fairness. Yeah, and 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 uh, some of the impurities have, have, have been uh, have been removed. But he's not a saint. Just like anyone else, he has got his own strengths. Mm. He has got his own weaknesses. But I think that uh, if he's gonna get a good team around him, he's one person who can push through things. When when he runs with an idea, he runs with it. And uh, I believe that he doesn't need uh, if he's to become president. He doesn't need the bootlickers around him. Now, let's use our lesson from thinking that Nangago would be different when he gets into power and he changes. Is that not something that we need to be alert of with everybody that we consider to be presidential material? Like I said, we, we have, uh, everyone has got their weaknesses and their strengths. I think it does not only have to apply to to Kasukwere, or it has to apply to all of us, that we can't be trusted wholly. We may indicate left and then turn right, but then we must be able to put in place uh, systems and institutions that will help us in making checks and balances on, 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 on the leaders. And I have been very clear with my brother, so to say, even if you are to become president, don't expect that uh, I will change my my talk. I'll bow down to you. No, I'll, I'll just tell you, my brother, your excellency, but this is wrong. <laughs> with, with respect, yeah. because even during my engagement with Nanga, I didn't start with going mm. out. We engaged privately and with respect, but there comes a time when you say, I think we have to push mm. because this is going way too far. Mm. So I believe that Sevia uh, Kasukwere, with all his weaknesses and whatever that uh, anyone can think, but I think uh, the, if we are to look at the merits or, or, or his strengths, his, his strengths uh, would outweigh uh, his weaknesses from the time. Mm. I've been working with him. I had problems with him in the constituency, in the province and everywhere. And, and I can tell you what he's capable of and what he's not capable of. But with a good team around him and people who can say, uh, this is what has to be done. Let's do this. And then I think he's one person mm. who can be a good leader. Thank you for that. So why are you still doing what you're doing, um, Godfrey? 2015 to 2017, you are arrested five times. You've spent time at Harare Central Prison. You've spent time in Chukurubi. You've thrown out of ZANU-PF a number of times. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why don't you just go farm? Why don't you find a job, do something? Why are you into this thing which gets you into so many problems? I always ask myself the same question. Say, And what answer do you give yourself? I always find myself doing it again. Like, I would pray about it mm. and say, Lord, what's my assignment? I'm your vessel, use me. What do you want me to, mm. to do? When I grew up, uh, Mukoma Trevor, my life was tough. I I. I, I he had this uh, feeling to say, if I am to get to a position of influence or leadership, I must be able to do good for others because I grew up being helped by strangers, people who didn't demand anything from me. And I said, uh, even to a point that uh, the late border gaze paid school fees for me without knowing me before he died. And, and I, I look up to leadership as um, an opportunity to save, not to be saved. So I believe that uh, I have something that I must contribute 
for, for the good of uh, other people, put a smile on other people's faces. But at the end, I find myself in, in, in trouble. But, the, I, but then I say to myself, it's, it's like um, a boat. It mm. was never designed to stay out of the waters. It has to be in the water, but it may hit uh, some objects in there mm. and, and, and get destroyed. Well, what, what lessons have you learned about yourself and politics through this turbulence? Uh, I think uh, I cannot I do not make a very good uh, politician. Yeah. Why? Because I cannot pretend. Is that not, let me just pin you down there. Is that not the politics we need, Godfrey? Politics of people that don't pretend. Politics of people. But I won't be successful in it. I won't even win a seat. Because I will go to the people and tell them the truth. But the people are used to lies. They, were, they, they expect someone to come and lie to them. They want someone who come and give them a sweet sounding promises. And I don't believe in that. that I believe in, in, in being real. Not, is that not an opportunity for changing the politics? So I'm going back to your point about we need to change the institutions. Should we not change the politics? Should we not change the electorate? For the electorate to get used to being told the truth and participating in the change that they want. I, I think that's what we have to do but I don't think that I can, uh, that can be achieved like with some of us being in, in political parties. We have to get out of political parties and, and push uh, through non-partisan platforms mm. so that we are able to interact with the people in various setups uh, set and everything and say, don't you think this is right? Because if, if I'm to push for that, well, at least I'm a political leader. Mm. People will think I'm doing it for political expediency. Exactly. Mm. So, so I think that... Uh, if we are to achieve anything significant, some of us have to say, okay, fine, let's allow these other guys mm. to be the politicians that they are. Then, then we get into the civil society movement. Because for me, I feel that there is a vacuum in the civil society movement. It's no longer visible. It's no longer effective. It's no longer uh, uh, producing results as it is supposed to be. This is the reason why mm. everyone is looking up to politicians mm. and, and everyone thinks that they have to form a, a, a political, political party. party. And, and I think I've learned my lessons from the time I was in ZANPF. I've also learned my lessons from the time I was um, being involved in opposition politics. And those lessons put together may help me to, to come up with uh, better ways of mm. tackling certain mm. issues. You know, one very compelling reason for having you here is because you represent the next generation. You're 41 years old. Sure. And if your gener my generation has failed, if your generation can't change the sorry affairs of this country, then, then we've, we've, we've got a problem. What is it that you think your generation ought to do to change this country? We've spoken about um, you know, the, the political system. What else do you think needs to be done if we are to change this country? What does your generation owe this country? Our generation has to appreciate that uh, these Madalas that we are talking about today, we have messed up everything. And at some point, when it mattered most, they took a decision to get out of their comfort zones, leaving schools, their parents, employment and everything to go out and fight so that they dislodge uh, the regime back home. And, and, and that decision uh, was treasonous. 
So as young people, we have to sit down, talk with ourselves and say, What's, what is it that we stand for? What is it that we want? And how can this be achieved? Because they have to realize that they are doing is so they can afford to wait for mazondo ne beans zavaru kugadha zavaru kugadha whilst we can't so young people must as young people we must come together outside these political uh, parties because politicians naturally do not push anyone's uh, agenda. agenda or interests they would want you to think like they are pushing your interests when in fact they are not so we have to to come together outside political parties and create platforms and systems that can push uh, our agenda as, as, as young people. And, and this some of us have already done. We have uh, registered the Zimbabwe Anti-Corruption Citizens Task Force. We have registered the National Affirmative Action Assembly of Zimbabwe. We are coming up with more initiatives to make sure that we push the economic emancipation agenda. We push the anti-corruption agenda outside of political parties because if we are to push these agendas on a partisan platforms no one will think we are sincere mm. they may think that we are doing this for political expediency so so i'm still talking to myself to see how i can proceed from from here but i think that uh, i would be more effective outside uh, party politics where, where, where i'm able to engage with everyone and anyone and be uh and talking to them without any restrictions, giving out our views and ideas on what we think has to happen without seeking any political office. Wow, wow. You know, we, we, we could go on and on. Actually, we could have part one and part two. But as, as we sort of round up, in a, in a nutshell, where were you born? Which schools did you go to? I was born uh, in Bindura, grew up in Bindura and Shamba. Uh, then uh, my the other part of my childhood uh, in our rural home in Rushinga. Then uh, came to to Mount Darwin. I went to Wazanai Primary, Urunga School, Urunga South Primary School, Mshambanyama Primary in Chamba. Went to Bopuma Primary, eh, Marymount High School. Eh, then moved to to Mount Darwin, where I was then employed as a, an assistant nutritionist under the Minister of, uh, Minister of Health and left employment in 2007 to embark on farming and some small business uh, ventures. I've uh, obtained my BSc in Developmental Studies and I'm also uh, studying for a Bachelor of, of, of Laws. It has not been easy with me. It has been tough. Uh, I'm a family man and, and, and I'm how many children do you have? I, I have seven. You have seven children. I have seven, and I think uh, I mustn't end there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I need more. You need more children. Yeah, I need, I need more children. Oh, uh, yeah, I mm. think I need, uh, I need more. Let's do this. Um, you focus directly to that camera. Okay. And, and uh, address the president. You've worked with him. You've sat with him close, close to him. I'm sure you will appreciate a message from, from, from you. So. 
uh, address your camera directly and pour your heart out to the president. Oh, okay. I have uh, this uh, small message to my uh, president, uh, Comrade uh, Emerson Dambuzo Munangagwa. Uh, we stood with you, uh, supported you so that you would ascend to be the president of Zimbabwe in the hope that uh, you were going to do right and correct the wrongs that were done by your predecessor, the later and uh, former president Robert Mugabe. I would challenge you to go back in time and uh, think about those issues that uh, we discussed before you became president for the good of the people, for the good of your legacy, even for the good of your family. Because it is a fact, Mr. President, that you are not going to be president forever. What legacy are you leaving behind for yourself, for your children? Remember, Zimbabweans came into the streets in their thousands from across the political divide in support that you come back, you become the president. Don't you think you have betrayed Zimbabweans? Remember your speech at the ZANEPF HQ when you talked about in unfolding new democracy. Is this what has happened? Go back to your letter that you wrote when you were in exile. The promise that you made to the people. We don't hate you. We love you. We are our father. But we just wish that you provide the leadership that you, you promised. And all Zimbabweans will not have problems with you. And to all Zimbabweans, uh, I would want to say, I'm sorry. I apologize for everything and anything that you think I did wrong, that I said that didn't go down well with you. I'm not saying this for political expediency, but because I found Jesus. Uh, and I believe that uh, asking for forgiveness is one integral part of a Christian and I am here before you saying for everything and anything that you think I did wrong before you I say I am sorry I love you and ask uh, that you love me back as a brother as a child and as, as a Zimbabwean thank you Wow Wow thank you for that it takes a real man to apologize and take responsibility Thank you very much for that. No, thank you, my brother. What, what role does God play in your life? Do, how, where do you see God in your life vis-a-vis -vis politics? Where do you see Jesus Christ in, in, in politics? Uh, for me, God is uh, my creator. Jesus Christ, for me, is my God. Is my redeemer, is my emancipator, is my provider, is my protector, is my guide, is the light of the way, and in fact, is the way. Uh, so, in everything that I'm doing now, I pray to God first and say, Guide me, show me the way, use me as your vessel. So, I'm always praying to say, If it is God's will that I be in politics, so be it. But I don't ask for my will. I ask for his will to prevail, to say, establish your will in my life, establish your will in my career. So, 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 I am nothing without Jesus Christ. Amen. Sure. Amen.
love books and I believe that leaders rather are people who read. Do you, do you read at all? No, I do read. Okay, are there any books that you want to recommend to a book loving um, Yeah, I, I think I think I, I, I have uh, five books that I'll recommend to, to those who enjoy reading. The five books that I would want people to read are one uh, Thomas Sankara in the African Revolutionary by Ernest Hush. Two, Che Guevara and the Imper Imperialist Reality by Mary Alice Waters. The third one is Are They Rich Because They Are Smart by Jack Barnes. The fourth one is The Green Book by the late Kenel Mama Kadaf. The fifth one is Why We Can't Wait by Martin Luther King Jr. Wow, sure. Powerful books. Godfrey, um, we don't usually have politicians on this platform. But, but something in me said we need to have you here. And I'm delighted that you found God. Delighted that you're, you're coming clean on, not coming clean, but owning up to, you know, if I messed up, I messed up, I am sorry and I apologize. And I'm sure people out there want exactly that. I, I sense your passion and um, um, I wish you all the very best. And I agree with you that what we ought to be doing is perhaps building institutions outside political parties so that we push agendas that uh, uh, will help us uh, change the society. Thank you for creating the time and wish you all the best. Thank hey, you for the It's not going to be easy, but wish you all the very best. Thank you. And thank you for being kind. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Allow me, remain sitting there, allow me to, 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 to address our viewers, um, to say thank you so much for um, watching the show and supporting us. Um, remember, we are a weekly conversation or a weekly show. We are out um, on Mondays, every Monday, uh, 7 a.m. Central African time. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, such as this amazing conversation that I've just had with uh, uh, my brother Godfrey here, please click on this button and subscribe. If you subscribe, you'll get an alert every time with one of these uh, conversations. We have gone a step further and created a podcast which sit on our uh, website. You go there and click for your listening pleasure. All the conversations sit there for your listening pleasure. Binge if you want to binge, uh, but I we assure you that there's a quality conversations. Um, we see your comments, we see your suggestions as to who should be on the show, and we appreciate them. Keep them coming. Um, until next time, cheers to you all.